podcast where we link trashy movies and arty film, and we're here to say they're not too different. As always, I continue to be one of your hosts, Nick, and uh, with me is my always lovely co-host, uh, who is, I banged the table and she didn't like that. <laughs> but then you called me lovely and I was like, oh, maybe he's all right. Uh, Aaron is here also. Hi, Hi Nick. Hi, Aaron. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. Prepare to be still <laughs> good very now. good. Yeah. yeah. As uh, this week we're talking about Canadian independent gem. You knew it was fucking coming. <laughs> I don't know if gem or independent or any It is independent. They it is cannot... Canadian and it is yep. independent. All right. Well, these are it. these are facts. We can't really. That's true. Yep. Technically correct. This is, uh, for those that aren't in the know, this is what I like to think of as a mainstay of Canadian cinema. Oh my god, how dare you? <laughs> this is, of course, 1990's The Final Sacrifice, also known as Quest for the Lost City. You know it's going to be good when there are two titles, depending on where and how it was released. It's almost always someone didn't want to release it or couldn't <laughs> legally and didn't know how else to get around it. Or they wanted to trick people into like, yeah. oh, this isn't that Final Sacrifice movie. <laughs> no, no, no. This is Quest for... What was it? Quest for the Lost, Lost City. City. Yes, yeah. that's right. Nice, vague, adventurous title for you. Yep. Could fit into an Indiana Jones kind of style. Yep, but it's 1990. (laughs) We are too far past. Even for jokes about, oh no, it's Final Countdown. I keep mixing up Final (laughs) Countdown and Final Sacrifice. More than one thing can be final. That's true. (laughs) Before we dive too deep into the movie, uh, which I'm going to assume, like I feel like I said the same spiel for The Housemaid, I feel like... I, we can't safely assume everybody's seen this movie. I think it would be bananas to assume anyone has seen this movie. <laughs> so I'll give a much more detailed uh, that's, that's plot rundown idea. of this bad boy. Yep. But before we get there, uh, mm. I just wanted to throw out that this is actually the first... little peek behind the curtain here. Mm. This is the first episode that we are actually recording since we launched the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Because we had banked so many off the top as we put off dealing with technical uh, things we didn't know how to deal with. <laughs> and by technical things, it means stuff Aaron was supposed to do. <laughs> no no fingers yet. are being pointed. No uh, fingers are being pointed. Yeah. So I uh, just wanted to say thanks so much for those who've been listening so far, and we really love hearing from you. Really enjoy hearing what other people's uh, would bill with our movie of the week. Yeah, so, it's great. Yeah, please keep those coming. That's at GartBidgePod and uh, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. We yep. love hearing that there. Yep. Suggest yeah. things. They're great. They've been consistently great. And we're having a good time thinking about them and yeah. potentially watching them. Yeah. The, it, if nothing else, it's great to be like, oh, yeah, I never did watch that oh, movie. that's a great idea. Yeah. 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 I will pair this with speed. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, the movie. <laughs> Not just getting blasted and sitting down to watch Twister or whatever. <laughs> I guess we could. Can't hear yourself over the blood in your veins pumping so hard. <laughs> It's so realistic! <laughs> but anyway, we're, anyway, we're here today to talk about the film The Final Sacrifice. That gem. This is from 1990, and uh, <laughs> I said it was independent. Don't let that fool you into thinking, like, oh, this is like some small art house thing. This is an, a- an A24 type <laughs> joint. This is. <laughs> this is the A24 of its time. Oh! <laughs> come a long way. So, this was directed by a person I've never heard from before or since, Tiardis Gradanus. Uh, you heard that correctly. That's his name. <laughs> I'm not going to make the joke. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay, fine. You all at home. I'll just say it joke. one more time. Gradanus. Um, Thank you. <laughs> this was filmed in the outskirts of suburban Alberta, I want to say. <laughs> 
Yes, suburban Calgary in 1990, which was a field. Yeah. There was a field and a couple of houses. And I'm allowed to say that because I lived there. I was going to say, this is proverbial. Yeah, I, well, I would say it just like that. You would say it just like that. This is proverbially shot in Aaron's backyard. So True, yes. Yeah. yeah. If you want to get technical about it, at that time there were no fences between where I lived and this place. So yes, it was my backyard. Just look over and see great anus running hey, around in the yeah. field. I ran that coat. <laughs> so this is a uh, movie starring people who I, I don't think they went on to do anything else in movies. They have just stuck to mm. theater for the most part. Yeah. This is Bruce J. Mitchell and Christian Malcolm. And uh, those two also co-wrote this with Great Anus. Really? Yeah, the three of them just did it. They oh, God. Okay. sat down and put it together. Right. So Great Anus uh, was a film student at the time. Yes. At uh, Alberta's Southern Alberta Institute of Technology. SAIT. SAIT. Which I'll talk about why that's important after we go through the plot summary, because it's, it's just interesting. Okay. So this is a Canadian action-adventure film. And I'm saying Canadian a lot because it's so Canadian. <laughs> it's aggressively Canadian. Representing us real strong with, like, odd-sounding vowels. Uh, you got so much hockey hair. The most hoser accents you can, you can <laughs> yeah. hope to have on film. Nobody says the word hoser, but you can tell that there's lots of outtakes where they accidentally dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly from Bruce J. Mitchell. Yep. There are vast open fields with nothing but grass that you can't tell if it's dead or if it's supposed to look like that. <laughs> that's Alberta. That's, that's just yeah, what that's, Alberta is. Yeah. That's Canadian plains. Yeah. That's just what they look like. Exactly. <laughs> so without further ado, let's talk about this movie. Yeah, man. Yeah, Anything else you want me to set up? You want to set up before oh, we talk about I, uh... I, I think it's good that you hit that he was a film student at the time and <laughs> that neither of the main two stars went on to really break out in movies, I think is a fair summation of what we're getting yes. into. <laughs> this is by, like, the definition of a cult classic to me. Yes, in many ways. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, look at that. Yeah, well, that let's see why that is. Eagle-eared listeners, that word <laughs> cult will come up several times shortly. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's get Stop into this in. bad boy. We are treated to a teenage boy named Troy McGregor, who is our main character. He finds a map belonging to his late father, who was murdered seven years earlier in a cold open. Troy's father is Thomas. He was an archaeologist who met his untimely death after becoming involved with a mysterious cult led by a sinister man with supernatural powers. We don't get any more. What? Yeah, no. Oh. That's technically in the movie. That's oh, technically no, okay. the text All of right, the movie. Okay, yeah. uh, and his name is Satoris. And at yes. this point, I will mention... This synopsis will make it much clearer what's happening in this movie than, than watching what is the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Reading some of this, I was like, oh, yeah, oh, I guess that's in there. Okay. <laughs> so true. So Troy has discovered uh, his father's map, and sensing the map that has been uncovered, the same cultists that killed his father track Troy down. They attempt to invade his home, but uh, he escapes. Jumping in the back, this is such a weird, like, this is such an odd detail. Jumping in the back of a Ford Torino, like, uh, it's, sir. <laughs> it's heavily specified, it was like in the screenplay, uh, which to me says, that's Great Anus's car. Yes, that was the most <laughs> expensive piece of equipment on this movie, right? Yeah. Yep. Eventually, Troy escapes by uh, jumping into the back of a second vehicle, a battered pickup truck, heading into the Albertan countryside, and he loses the cultists. Uh, soon afterwards, the truck breaks down, and Troy meets its owner, an alcoholic drifter named Zap Rousedower. Zap Rousedower! <laughs> <laughs> it's, I've, 
known this movie since like 1995 and it makes me laugh every time it's such an amazing name because he inter- doesn't he introduce himself doing the James Bond yeah. thing? He goes, name's Rousedower. Zap Rousedower. It's even he goes, my name's Rousedower. And then he like hits his car and it turns on, Zap Rousedower. <laughs> What's your name, laddie? Troy McGregor. I'm Rousedower. Zap Rousedower. He thought this was going to look so cool. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Troy and Zap together at last. <laughs> that, yeah, crime fighting team, Zap and Troy. Zap and Troy. So uh, they hang out a bit. They get caught in another exciting chase uh, with the cultists in pursuit. They manage to lose them with Zap using a lot of like his empties, like his his. Oh beer yeah, empties. that's right. He drinks so much. There are so many empty beer bottles. <laughs> they they manage to like throw them out the the back of the truck and yeah. like get them under under the wheels of the pursuing cars. So there he has a problem. Yeah, but that's how you get you couple action with. Character development and backstory. Uh, sure. Not development, backstory. With, with like a flawed yeah. main That's character. That's visual storytelling. Uh, <laughs> yep. uh, I will also say now, um, I'm going to rag on this movie a lot, but I also love it. It's, yeah, you can't not. It's fine. We'll talk about that later, but I just wanted to get that out in the open that I secretly do enjoy this movie. <laughs> So after they lose the cultists, Zap reveals to Troy the origins of a lost civilization, the Zeox, as well as details about his life before becoming a vagabond, just like scant little details. That's true. He's which, tight-lipped. Yeah. At which point uh, Troy falls asleep, and <laughs> before which we get Troy's catchphrase that comes up a lot in this movie. Him just going, Rousedower. 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 Erin will, if, if Erin's doing her job, she will drop in so many Troy You're going to hear a lot, of it. a lot of it. So, the morning comes, and uh, the two wander the countryside, what seems like aimlessly. Like, I always think of this as like, why are they, why don't they just go to a town or something? They got a car that eventually More or works. less works, yeah. Oh, no, no, it does break at this point, I think. It is broken, but it's not, don't they? I don't know. They get it going and it dies. They get it going and it dies a few times. I think it might actually be oh, dead at this point. Yes, that's yeah. right, because he has to wander off looking for gas or something, right? right? Yeah. yeah, so yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. he's wandering off looking for water. I don't think he's going to wander off into the wilderness for gas. Okay, all right, yeah. fair enough. But no, you or might be right. Yeah. It is Alberta. <laughs> it's been, yeah. I feel like I have this mem- movie memorized, but every once in a but while. But then it like... turns out it's so vague that you actually have no idea what it's about. <laughs> you can't latch on to any no. specific memory of you it. You cannot. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they they wander the countryside, and Troy basically falls into a hidden cave. <laughs> He's a huge sack of shit, basically, <laughs> just just so useless, just can't do anything. Yep, he Ugh. just yeah, he like really trips and falls into the next plot point. It's great. Yeah, literally head first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it turns out this cave is a huge plot point because mm-hmm. the cultists were kind of looking for it too. It's a a leftover from the Ziox civilization. <laughs> So they, like, get in there, and they find that it's, like, related to the map, and Troy's, like, piecing things together. Right. Uh, but the the cult shows up, and yet another chase occurs. Yes. A lot of it is just aimless f- chasing. And, and throughout forests and fields, yep. one or the other, sometimes both. Sometimes it's very both. exciting. A river one time. Yeah. Yeah. So they run 
as they will do. That's their big move. And they hide in a shack, a dilapidated shack, that uh, after the cult realizes, like, oh, there's nobody in here, let's let's move on to the next Right, they're hiding shack. under the floorboards or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we get that tense moment where a boot comes through the yeah. rickety floorboard, and they're like, oh no, what if he sees us down uh... here? But they cl- climb out, and they meet a new character. Weird Act 3 introduction of, uh, oh, I didn't write, oh, Mike Pipper. Pipper. Who sounds like uh, an old-timey prospector. Yes. Pepper. <laughs> Real, like, bottled rush throat. Yeah. Who's Pepper? Cursed call leader sent you here's my man. Sidoris is called. They talk for a bit, and Pepper recognizes Troy's last name, McGregor, that uh, he recognizes because Pepper was Troy's old partner in archaeology and cult Troy, exploration. Troy's dad's old partner. Yes. yes. Troy's father, Thomas. McGregor! Troy McGregor! Thomas' son? Yeah. Do you know him? So Thomas and uh, Mike Pipper were partners. Yeah. Uh, And then we get like, it feels like it goes on forever where you've had no plot for such a long time. And then Mike (laughs) Pipper explains the entire plot of everything. Yeah. Um, It's like they're trying to give you all of these clues, but nothing is done well enough for it to add up to anything. So it's just Mike Pipper explaining to camera what's been happening. And you're like, oh, I guess. Yeah. Here are the stakes. Here's why things have been happening. Yeah. So the cultists that have been chasing them are the last descendants of the of the Zeox. They are part yes. of that civilization who inhabited the area long before, and here's where it gets sketchy, long before any of what he calls Indians, our First Nations people, yep. <laughs> lived in North America, which is impossible. Literally not a thing. <laughs> like, yep. Science fiction, it's fine. Don't, don't worry about it. Sure. But their civilization civilization was destroyed by the Zeox god in a month-long rainstorm after they turned to worship on holy idols. This Are is you kidding me? Yeah, that's apparently in there. No. I've seen this movie dozens of times. <laughs> no memory of any of that. I don't. I literally, I just assumed it was like an Atlantis type deal where it's it just of been underwater. hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah, I guess. Their god destroyed it for worshipping false idols yep. is brand new information to me. <laughs> Someone who's seen this movie, you've probably seen it like a ten times. Dozens of times, times yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie. But a cor- further... I'm so glad we did this episode. Yeah, I know, we're learning a lot about our, our old favorite. According to Pepper, the Zeox built a great city that was, a, quote, advanced more than anything the ancient Egyptians or Romans ever knew. Uh, this is all vaguely timelined, so it might be allegedly concurrent to those civilizations I or before. Guess, I, don't know. Yeah. I think he throws out a lot of like the Incans learned a lot from the Zeox. Like yeah. there's that kind of yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he Pipper believes that Satoris wants to raise the buried city in hopes that it will restore power to the Zeox and allow him to conquer and rule the world using a Zeox zombie army. I was with you until zombie army. I'm not sure I knew that part that either. Part, I, I, they throw it out in like the end of one line while you're already confused about a bunch of other stuff. But I do remember that. Okay, coming up. all right. Yeah. Zombie army. Meanwhile. Huh. Oh my god. Do you have anything else on that? No? Nope, just digesting. Yep. Okay, cool. Meanwhile, uh, Rousedower has somehow in all of these chases torn his jacket open. And we see that uh, he's got the same branding as the cultists. He's got the he's, cult tattoo. Yeah. He used to be one of them, we learn. <gasps> so Zaf kind of storms off and Pipper confides to Troy that Rousedower was with the cult the night that Troy's father was killed. <gasps> and that Zaf might have done it after all. My god! Uh, A steak! 
And out of nowhere, a stake. <laughs> Why don't the stakes appear? <laughs> eventually, uh, Troy is captured by Satoris, as we always knew it would happen. He's very feeble. Yep. yep. The cult then uses the map to locate their ancient idol, and literally, the ancient idol is just, like, at the top of a mountain. It's just on a pole. Yeah. It's just, like, on a stick on the like, top of a hill. You'd be able to see that for miles. Yeah. It's the prairie. It stands out. To, it's, <laughs> it's a weird, like, devil face. Big it's demon very, mask. Yeah. Yeah. Very visible. Then we enter the big, the climactic action scene. Zap is, like, riding a horse, and he's got a rifle, and he's gunning down cultists. Horse? Yeah, remember Pipper gives him his. Oh, uh, that's horse? right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. He rides it for like a mile or so. And yeah, then... and then he just is done. Yeah. And I said he's got a rifle mowing down cultists. No, I don't think he hits a single person with. <laughs> I think he's just shooting. Yeah, which to me feels like it's supposed to be a family-friendly adventure. I feel like. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we can't show blood or anything. Yeah, Zap gets up there and gets into a big fight with Satoris, and as you might assume, he beats Satoris. Using teamwork, Troy and Zap sure, defeat yeah, him. Yeah. And he literally, like, ignites and is on fire and burns to death. Yeah. Very... Okay, I guess that's where the supernatural... Like, he was... Satoris was, had supernatural powers. Yeah, there's this earlier thing, too, that I kind of skipped over, where there's, like, a dream sequence that Zap has that, like, yes. is clearly being influenced by Satoris. Right, he's, like, getting into Zap's brain and, yeah. like, making him be like, No, it wasn't me. No. No. Yeah, okay. Uh, and uh, we learn in that fight that Satoris actually killed McGregor's father, not Zap, because Zap didn't have the heart to go through with it. He was too good of a dude. Yeah, Razdar. 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 Zap Razdar. So there's a lot at the end there where like, Troy, you will be the final sacrifice. And then it turns out that Satoris is the final sacrifice. Because once he dies, the city rises and is restored to its former glory. Uh, the cult breaks up, just kind of meanders off, I guess. The idea being they were brainwashed. They literally, yeah, they're just like stumbling away. Like they're they've been wearing like ski masks, yeah. yeah, balaclavas this whole time. They just start pulling them off and wandering away from their their like ancient lost city that's rising out of the earth. Like I okay, always thought well. they were wandering toward it. Oh, that's possible. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just like going home. After yeah, like, a hey, really oh, long there day. it is. Like, oh my god, finally. What a commute. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which we're not really left with what that means for society at large. Nope. Like, I like, feel Satoris like Satoris is gone, but the city is back. Yeah. So was Satoris going to be the one who had to like build and raise the zombie army? In which case, we're probably okay. Or is it just like, oh, they're, uh, they're just there? I, I Does feel Troy like... get to use it now? Oh, sweet. Rousdar was in the cult. Maybe he's the like he's oh. the guy now. <laughs> Evil Rousdar's Raiders. <laughs> yes, they all get jean jackets. <laughs> the yeah, they like they come out as just homunculus kind of things, and they see Rousdar like, oh, he's the leader. So they all get hockey hair and yeah. denim jackets, Canadian tuxedos. <laughs> oh my god, I would watch the fuck out of that movie. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Um, so Troy and Rousdare observe the rise of velocity from the ground, and then they just kind of smile at each other, and credits roll. Yeah, Rousdare, like, pats him on the back and just, like, That'll do, teamwork. Pig. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end. Yep. I, don't, I, I, re- I really have nothing else to say about this I, I enjoy seeing how speechless you get when you're just, like, presented with, like, this oh. makes no sense, I cannot compute it. 
just trying to be like, yep, that's a normal and logical piece of film to put out in the world. Yep. Like, it's not that everything ever needs to be answered in a film. No. That's never the case. But, like, just the idea this of... This is in one of those movies. Yeah. Like, were they hoping that a sequel, would they get, that he'd get to do a sequel or something, Maybe? do you think? Yeah, it, there's literally no answer to, like, the thing they've been trying to prevent the whole movie happens, and that's it. Yeah. God, maybe it is just like, and then they die. Maybe that's the. <laughs> it does feel like, oh, and then the assume. aftershock of the earthquake knocked down uh, <sighs> the big tower in Calgary, whatever. They... The Calgary Tower? Yeah, is that what it's called? I. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure I can help with this. <laughs> <laughs> I brought you in for your local expertise. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, I'll try and help. It'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. That's, uh. Yep. That's the final sacrifice. I, I'm never not going to hear the final countdown whenever anyone says it. <laughs> so I'm going to run through some some little researchy bits I did, and then we can talk about the movie at large. If yes, you please. Or, yeah. If you were if you had never heard of this movie and your interest is piqued, I would say... Uh, tough. I, <laughs> <laughs> tough shit. Uh, well, and tough shit because it doesn't really exist anywhere. Yeah, the weird. only way I know how to view this is uh, via the 90s TV show Mystery Science Theater, yes. which is how I certainly was introduced to it. Uh, it's in an episode of that. Like, yeah. they do this movie. Yeah. And it doesn't exist anywhere else. Yeah, because, because it was a student film. Um, right. But it... For a while, it did exist. Like, there were VHSs of it you could get. Yeah, I've seen, like, the VHS cover. Like, yeah. the, the box it would I know what it looks in. like. A yeah. real, like, fantasy novel cover. Totally, yeah. 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 And I will say, if you are interested in watching it, definitely check that out. Because sometimes Mystery Science Theater will cut down movies t- for time. This is not one of those. It's a 75-minute <laughs> movie. Yep. You get in, get out, you have a Canadian adventure, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. So that's the simplest way. It might exist, like, you know, in torrent form somewhere, but there really isn't another way to see it that I know of. Yeah, I don't think anyone went out of their way to preserve this movie. Like, maybe Martin Scorsese will get a hold of, <laughs> oh, you know... World Film world Society. World Film Project. Save Canadian film. Oh, my God. <laughs> Because this was such a student-y film, there isn't a lot out there on it. Right. The few things that we do know is that no one got paid for it. Yep. They all, yep. like, f- they they want, just wanted to get the movie out, so they didn't want to, like, take anything away from the budget. So I thought, what a fun thing to do was, I don't know that you know the budget of this movie. Oh, I, I don't. I want you to, we'll do a little game where uh, I will, we'll do like a, a warmer, colder kind of thing okay. where <laughs> we'll hone in on it. And once right. we get within a certain amount, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. So okay. what's your first guess on the the entire budget of this movie? The entire, keeping in mind that none of the, none of the actors, anybody creative got paid for it. Sure. And that the reason that it's important to know that this is a student film is that all of the cameras he just took from school. From school, yeah. He didn't own just any of the equipment. Remote. Okay. And he didn't have to pay for any of the equipment. No tech. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Like none God. of the main people got paid in any way. Okay. This is a labor of love. In the nineties. We love in Canadian Dower. dollars. Yes, this is Canadian dollars. Okay. <laughs> a labor of loving Rasdar. <laughs> God. Um, for man. the love of Rasdar. <laughs> That's definitely the subtitle. Okay, I'm going to say... Oh, fuck. Um, I will start my guessing. <laughs> Your opening bid. My opening bid for this game will be 
Oh, 20, uh, $20,000. Okay, and what we'll do now is I'll tell you if it's too high or too low, okay. and then we'll, we'll keep adjusting. Yeah, all right. 20000 Canadian dollars is too high. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> not great. Okay. Um, I, uh, okay. Keep them coming. There's just so much ground covered in this movie that I, <laughs> I think have There's to just so many numbers. <laughs> I can't possibly guess them all. Uh, okay, just like 10,000? Still too high. Oh my god. <laughs> Is it, uh, okay, wait, $7,000. Still too high. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> 2,000 Canadian dollars. Bear in mind, this is 1990, end yeah. of the 80s, so yeah. before I'm not inflation. Like, yeah, not, you're not adjusting this is the amount of money spent at the time. Did you say 2,000 Canadian dollars? Okay, in my in my head, I'm kind of like adjusting for inflation, like if I spent two grand today. Okay, no, no, no. Let's say 700 Canadian dollars. You've gone the other way now? Too low. 1,000 Canadian dollars? Closer, but too low. Really? Okay. Is it what like one fifteen hundred? Ding 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 ding! Oh my god! One thousand five hundred Canadian dollars. Oh my god! Which would be roughly like eight hundred bucks U.S. Yeah. <laughs> wow. In in the nineties. And yeah. every dollar's on the screen. I'm telling you. Oh, you see it. <laughs> it's all in Rosdower's hair extensions. All the hair product Ooh. they used for him. Yep. Uh, th- this is one of the like. <laughs> so I'm genuinely asking if nobody got paid and they didn't have to rent equipment. Honestly, what did they pay for? I am assuming props, like props, and oh, they do they okay. do wreck okay. one car. I think in this. That's true. That's true. They drive it into a river. Yeah, and it like the cars do look like. I think they got it derby. out of a river, so I'm not sure that you know that was a big. Spend loss. it on gas, maybe. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. You know, uh, cost mount up over time. <laughs> they all add up. Just gas. So like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. This it literally is a labor of love. Like, uh, as I said, oh. ragging on this movie, but everybody is clearly having a a ball with they it. They are into it. It is. It's like I don't know. Have you ever sat down at Christmas and like your nieces and nephews like put on a little play for you? Yes. It's like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Are you and like, like, oh, wow. I genuinely... Did you make that? <laughs> I genuinely enjoy Bruce Mitchell's performance as oh, Razdare. He's so crotchety. Yeah, he is just... All this movie is is like a few tropes that the people like. Uh, yeah. Which is fine. Let's I want to be the cranky old timer. Like, yeah. that's just how parts got handed out. Yeah, if it was a two and a half hour movie, I'd say I'd give it a big raspberry thumbs down but like it's 75 minutes they just wanted to fuck around in the woods yep it's great it's just practice that's all oh that's great (laughs) you can sort of see them assembling the movie backwards from what equipment they already had like the big long sartoris's like big long ominous coat yeah where he's like oh i could be a sweet bad guy in this what kind of bad guy would i be he's got a cool cane Yeah, yeah 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 Bruce Mitchell probably I think it's on record as those were his clothes like he's yeah. just like oh yeah I'll wear a Canadian tuxedo no doubt acid wash acid. acid wash full denim outfit <laughs> jeans the the jean jacket I shirt? think he's wearing like at least a Chabray shirt if not like yeah, <laughs> yeah. fully just a denim shirt I oh they it. do chainsaw down Troy's door when they they're do. trying to get to him for the first time maybe the chainsaw they had to like rent it from Home Depot I, I can see that that door an looks like they installed it for the purpose of <laughs> it ripping does. it down yeah. like you know when you're in a video game and you go along and like one brick is different color you're <laughs> like, like oh, I can break that yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is wow 15 
hundred dollars. Yeah, we could make this. We could Do make we a sac- the- final sacrifice. We could. <laughs> I'm going to look up what that is in now money. Okay. Because, yeah. Sweet. While you're anyway. doing that, Great Anus, he did continue to make movies, but he went specifically into documentary filmmaking. Yes. Okay, this is some of the only stuff I do know about him. When he, he did some, like, a bunch of TV spots for, like, Michael Mann movies. The right. making of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and just a really interesting, like, like making ofs, for sure. But then I think he also has a couple of straight-up documentaries. Yeah. And, and and so varied. Like one of them is about the guy who was it like invented the rabies vaccine or something like a yes. vaccine oh, of some oh, kind. What was that? He's really big into like scientific advancement documentaries. Yeah, it might have been penicillin. Yeah, it's maybe? one of yeah, yeah yeah. It's like a big you know landmark medical science documentary. Yeah. What is what? Which is just it's one of those things. Uh, like it makes me so happy to see that when I'm like oh. I knew Final Sacrifice and ragged on it a ton when I was a kid because I was like, mm-hmm. this is a bad movie. Because it's bad. Yeah. Uh, not realizing that, like, oh, this is just a step on a person's journey to actually... Totally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so the, the money amount in today dollars, yeah. it would be 1500000 What? Money was not good in Canada in the 90s. What? Is that right? Yeah, I know. I know. Are you sure? I, that's what the, that's what it says. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. No, $1950. Never oh, mind. Okay, I'm going to, I'll oh just, my God. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll just go oh back and God. I'll cut in the right number and then get rid of your reaction. That will seem like a real rube. Yeah. <laughs> Hearing about inflation for the first time. Oh my God. I was going to say, like, yeah, I had a bank account with like a hundred bucks in it when I was a kid. <laughs> I, I got to like... go back. <laughs> go back to RBC or whatever. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yes, two thousand seven hundred oh, okay. Canadian dollars in today money. Nonetheless, we could make a final sacrifice. We could absolutely make something that looks the same. Yeah. 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 Anyway, okay. Yeah. So Gradenus. Oh, uh, I just wanted to mention uh, mention that because, like, yeah, he went on. Yeah, he did stuff. Yeah. I haven't seen any of the work, so Neither maybe it's also bad, but I don't think it is. And I mean, like, it no. seems like he just went on to do more passion projects, which is so cool. Yeah, like, he is a huge fan of Michael Mann, so he did those. And the you are right, like, the, I know that the, the the medical doc is, like, yeah, mentioned as, like, a, a thing. A it's thing his, like, do. known for on, yeah. on IMDb or whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so sweet. Like, there's really not much else to know about the movie, for the most part. I I wanted to ask you, like... Like, this movie is just a lot of little tropes that clearly influenced the writers and stuff. Yeah. They're just like, oh, I want to do this kind of character and stuff. Yeah. So, like, I've already said that I, I legitimately, like, I like watching this movie because it's so earnest. It's, do you enjoy this movie? I enjoy watching the movie because of how, like, head-tiltingly silly it is mm. to watch. Yeah. And it, it just, it, you can't help but love the enthusiasm and just, like, when Troy jumps in the back of, of the truck, you can tell he went home that day and was like, I did the coolest stunt today! You know what I mean? Like, everyone's yeah. just being like, wow, guys, we're in a movie! You know, it's got that energy. I'm like, yeah. that's just sort of adorable. It really it's is. It's kind of infectious. Yeah. It's not, if you want to sit down and be like, mm, film, not good. Oh, God, not, no. it, Watch literally any other movie. But, like, yeah, it's just fun to watch. Yeah, it feels like... A lot of the times, exploitation, 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 <laughs> exploitation movies can feel really hammy, and like this isn't not hammy, but it can feel mm. like 
oh, we know what we're doing. We're just going to pump this thing I'm out. I'm just going to be wild with it. Yeah. yeah, but this is the good kind of exploitation where it's like, we're, we're doing it for the love of the game. Totally. Yeah. That's all it is, yeah. <laughs> do, you think, do you think this is an exploitation movie? No, it just looks like one, I feel like. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true. Like, if there was an insane amount of gore in it, I would not be surprised. Mm. Yeah. 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 We now know how we, we are on record. We're Final Sacrifice enjoyers. Yep. What do you what do you think that this is like specifically building on? Do you like when you're the looking tropes? at this? Yeah, when you're looking at this movie, you're like, oh, this he's trying to do these movies, or oh, he really likes boy. these movies. It's this, they're just so generic that I like each character is so generic that you kind of yeah. I don't know. Like it makes me I I should have checked what year it came out. The reason I'm asking is because I watched this and I'm like, oh yeah, and then National Treasure like. Oh, I've never seen National Treasure. Yeah. Okay. Is this just because of, like, the map leading to a... It feels like that. Like, I okay. saw that movie. I saw it when I was younger. And it, it does just feel like the meandering adventure mystery. And okay. they legit do spend time running around in the woods in National they Treasure. They absolutely... Oh, it did? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually all the movie is. Yeah. Um, I, you've, got, you've got your, like... I don't know if any... I don't know if the movie itself is cribbed. It's just mm. that each of its parts is so clearly cribbed <laughs> from elsewhere. Like, you've got the ominous cult leader is just, you know, pick any movie you want. Mm. Um, you've got the, like, spunky kid who, like, lost a parent and wants answers or yeah. whatever. And you've got the, like, grumpy... It's almost like coming out of retirement for one last job, like the grumpy old-timer guy with, like, yeah. a checkered past or whatever. Yeah, he's got the skills, but he doesn't want to use them. Yeah, kind of yeah, he's yeah. like, I can't get pulled in again, you <laughs> know? Because he doesn't want to, like, confront his own. So are you know. saying this is Canadian noir? Oh, God! <laughs> oh, no! Maybe I am! There's an element. Uh, Canadian neo-noir. Canadian... <laughs> <laughs> Canadian '90s noir. Let's let's pull it back a little. Yeah, fuck. yeah. It is almost like sci-fi noir. <laughs> it's got a really repetitive soundtrack and oh, that soundtrack. Oh Oof. boy. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yep. That's yeah. what they spent the fifteen hundred dollars on. On synthesizers. <laughs> they buy... Yeah, they just bought several synthesizers. <laughs> no, I need them. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. It just, it just it, each of the characters is such a trope. Yeah. On its own, yeah. Yeah, you've got a, like, Mr. Miyagi type. Like, hmm. you know, he's just crotchety and, like, doesn't like people. Yeah, he doesn't but want then, the kid like, around, but yeah, he's just, the at the kid, same time, like, he's draws like... him back in or yeah. whatever to defeat the... Yeah, I don't know. Just what, curious, because, yeah. like... What about you? Is there a movie that you watch that and you're like, oh, the Final Sacrifice is trying to do this movie? It feels like... It's probably just emulating, like, Indiana Jonesy kind of thing. Like, it's trying to do... That, the archaeology element. Yeah, sure. like, that just feels yeah. like they... Great Danis saw that when he was a kid, and he was like, that's why I want to make movies. Like, it, yeah, I want like a movie that. with a map in it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know that I read the thing about him going on to do Michael Mann stuff, and I was like, I... Yes. Like, it doesn't feel... <laughs> I wouldn't have... <laughs> not that everything needs to all be related to no. what... But it, it, that it legit surprised me to be like, but Michael Mann's so serious and hardcore. Final Sacrifice, not serious not and hardcore. Not serious. Very silly and charming. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just I was just curious if, yeah. if you had any... Uh, if it seemed like... Because I feel like whenever there's a first movie of somebody's, you're like, oh, they're drawing on these influences. Totally. Yeah, whatever. they're just they they really liked X movie or X yeah, director. Exactly. I honestly think it is too vague to be <laughs> recognizable as a given movie. It's yeah. just that each of the characters is a 
an obvious like archetype. Yeah. We all know the Zap Rose Terror. We've all got a Zap in our lives. <laughs> well, we do. We're Canadians, so yeah. <laughs> can't speak for all of oh, you. Oh, you're there. always somebody else's Zap. <gasps> if you don't know who's your Zap, you're the Zap. God damn it. I'm definitely somebody's Zap. That's a, that's a shame. <laughs> you have really long hair. I, oh no, that's right. <laughs> this is how I find out. Uh, Aw, zappy. Well, let's uh, let's move on to our takeaways from this movie. Yes, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get really heady about Ooh. this 75-minute family-friendly adventure. I'm down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, if I may go first. Please do. You um, look like you wanted to. Yeah. I just, my mouth was open, so I'm talking. Um, <laughs> the main thing I feel like I take away is just, wow, this is some, this is a creation on the fly. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. You know? Yes. Like, oh, um, okay. I, I want to be, they, I'm sure they started with like, they all stood. It, it makes so much more sense to me that they all wrote the script together because mm. I'm sure they just sat in a room and they were like, oh, I, uh, my character's going to be a bad guy with a long coat and he can. Uh, so Taurus in... didn't help write. He was not one of the writers. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, whatever. He was the you... ringer they brought in. <laughs> the ringer? Yeah, we'd like to kick this production up a notch. Can we get Gradanus? <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. Yes, like, yes, yes. Yeah, and my guy's going to have a cool truck, and he's going to be able to ride a horse and shoot a gun, And he, but he's sad because he has a past. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah. it was definitely that level of, yeah. like... <laughs> and Troy was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to be... I'm. I need to look for my dad, and I'm going to be driven. But I'm. I don't know that I can do it. But I do it in the end because I ride my bike real fast or whatever. <laughs> like, I. I can find a map. Like just I'll be you, the map reader one. Just you saying that, I can hear the soundtrack. I'll. I'll drop some in at some point because it please is, dear. Oh. Just wonderful. I love it. It's yeah. so it uh, it's evocative. Mm-hmm. Is. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Uh, you no, no, we here. should we should all have that theme song running in our heads. Yeah, so that like on the fly, and then also just the like absolutely bone deep archetypes of like <laughs> the guy who's retired and has seen too much, but then like the kids, you know, earnest dedication gets him back in the game or yeah. whatever. Those those are my takeaways of just like wow, you just. You picked the first thing you thought of, and you just had a ton of fun with it on the fly. I will ask, uh, knowing the general landscape of where they shot things, do you think it would have been as simple as, like, they're just, okay, we wrote the movie, let's wander around for a while and be like, that looks like a good place? Or is it, like, is anything recognizable? I don't know if that's an insane question. (laughs) Do you mean, like, oh, we should shoot it here because it has XYZ elements of... Was it, it like, do you think it would be pre-planned like that? Or if it's just, like, let's, let's wander around the woods, hey, that looks good. I really feel like this is just, like, knowing where it was shot, they just didn't feel like driving south to Fish Creek. Like, there's, the the hilarious part about this movie being shot where it is, is there is a provincial park, like a really gorgeous, elaborate provincial park running through the middle of Calgary. I don't know if they didn't, if you're not allowed Probably they I would have to get permits know. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It doesn't feel like they knew. They I don't think that was part of the $1,500. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, so the, they had all this, like, and that's a cool, like, bit of weird trivia. A murderer famously hid in Fish Creek Park 
uh, for like a couple of summers when my when my mom and her siblings were growing up and they lived on the ridge just above like oh a part God. of the park. And so the parents were like, try not to find the murderer, please. Don't <laughs> if you're going to the park, don't get murdered. Oh and like God. I say park, but it's like a like a reserve. Like it's yeah. it's huge. So it and so it ha- it covers a lot of ground. There's a lot of like there's a canyon area mm. and there's like cliff sides and there's thickets and there's a big river and like th- it would have been such a perfect like oh the wilderness yeah. or whatever. but instead they're just they just sort of have to stay in the northeast and like in this scrub land where yeah you can't tell if the grass is dead yeah hilariously this was all filmed filmed in water valley <laughs> alberta and cremona alberta oh cremona yeah, yeah. sure yeah i just yeah. think water valley is very funny considering how dry this movie is <laughs> arid yes i i really yeah i'm sure it was just a case of like we don't have to get a permit to film here and it's populated enough that like one of the plot points is you know zap discovers troy in the back of his truck and he's like what the fuck there's a kid back here and so he goes to call the police to be like hey missing kid and troy you know jams on the like he gets in the truck and drives away and hey come back here so they had to (laughs) at least be in a place where there was like a phone that you could use yeah it didn't look so out in the boonies that it would make sense to call a local police department yeah Yeah. exactly like okay well troy lives in like a house with his grandma or whatever like you can't be completely cut off off from society but i really i really think it was just like we don't have to get a permit absolutely (laughs) it's not developed enough to look like a suburb or a city guerrilla filmmaking yeah (laughs) all the roads are dirt roads like it's it's very southern alberta very dusty and dry yep yeah so no this was absolutely just a like where's the easiest place to film cool yes that makes sense nice so yeah you're like that your takeaway watching this is like, oh, they didn't really think too hard about anything. They did projects the way I do projects, which is start the project and then <laughs> we'll figure, figure out. out what you need as you go along. <laughs> so I'm going to, I played my hand a little bit saying oh. that I'm getting really heady about this. So the, to me, this is a buddy adventure movie about legacy. Oh, God. Okay, I guarantee you any of the words you just said never came up when they were shooting this movie. Not at all, but this is my favorite thing to do with a movie that, like, maybe they were trying to say something, but more likely they weren't and they're just trying to make a piece of entertainment. Totally. That, like, oh, what are they, what is seeping through? Right. What did they accidentally reveal about? Yeah. 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 But all this entire movie is just dealing with the past in different ways. True. I feel like you got Rousedower grappling with, uh, Kind of the effect he's had on those near him. There's what feels like a would have been a subplot if maybe they had more film. Uh, that like there's, I think that Bruce Mitchell went on record as saying that like there's a photo of a woman that you see in his truck. Yes, right. That he says like oh that's supposed to be his estranged family. Right. Yeah. Uh, that like he's grappling with like the it's eff- definitely shot that way. Yeah. yeah. Where it like cuts to the picture and he's like looking at it for a second and then he like sighs and starts the truck or whatever. Yeah. Like it, you know, based on the trope, yeah, what yeah. is happening? Uh, so like it could be good bit of filmmaking. Yeah. Movie. Visual storytelling. I kind of <laughs> teased it out before, oh, but like. God. There's a reason you can tell what, like, this movie doesn't have much of a plot, but there's a reason you know that you don't need to worry about that, yeah. because... They're actually... <laughs> you know what people are doing. Yeah, yeah, and you can, if you've seen a movie, you know what is happening. 100%. <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is, don't watch this as your first movie ever. <laughs> You're gonna be real out in deep water. Yeah. <laughs> well, out in Water Valley, Alberta. <laughs> Uh, this is why we need to have like multimedia approaching to see the look that she gave me with it. Um, 
So, uh, I'm for when I murder you on tape. <laughs> you'll be the murderer in Fish Creek. I'll be the murderer. Uh, so Rousedower is grappling with his troubled past and the effect he's had on the past and not wanting to do that again to another set of people, you right. know? so like withdrawing rather yeah. than, yeah. You got Satoris who is trying to use the past to build his future. Mm. You got Troy trying to like finish his father's past. Yeah. It's, like, and, like, go and get answers. Like, so, yeah, solving the past riddles. Right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Coming coming to terms with. And nice. you have okay. the literal past Lost Kingdom rising from <laughs> the ground. Yeah, that's not a metaphor. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Which, to me, here's where it gets real heady. Oh, this is lay it on me. the ancient history of the Americas trying to make a comeback. Uh... <laughs> I want to kill me for thinking this. <laughs> I'd like to die. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> You're, like, so tired. Um, so all of this past of is just the underpinning to be a hunt for the wilderness as Satoris is just following Zap and Troy around. That, to me, is yeah. why this movie isn't just unwatchable. That's, <laughs> That's true, yeah. yeah. It should be unwatchable, but it's not. Yeah. Yep. I'm yeah. just going to adjust my chair a little bit here. There we go. Nope. There we go. Nope. Yeah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> you did a break. So that's what I thought about this whole this whole dry mess. <laughs> that's really yeah. I mean, that's inarguably that's what everybody's doing is like trying to trying to either forget the past or like use it to their advantage or. And it's got like, this we gotta thing go of, back to when my cult was cool. Yeah, and like this is one of those things that seeps through by accident. I am sure because of the film quality they were using <laughs> and because they it's didn't, bad. Yeah, and they didn't pay for any locations. They're bad. Everything looks run down and disgusting so it's got yeah. this feeling of like the present is bad yeah oh yeah yeah so the past was better or the future will be better if we work through you know yes yeah I'm, it's just not good right now yeah yeah rebirth and all that stuff there are so many potential <laughs> subtitles for this movie now <laughs> going out of this episode dope yeah okay well i'm really interested to see what you put as your double bill if that's your that's my take, but you also were like, you had mischievous eyes before we started recording about how <laughs> you were like looking forward to telling me what your movie was, so I want I you to go first. Funny. Yeah, okay. that's what I want. Okay, all right. Um, so yeah, taking away the like, this is, what was my takeaway? Um, <laughs> before you that... do that, just for, if in case this is your first episode perchance, we will now oh, uh, be, sorry, yes. oh no, that's okay. I just want uh, to say that we'll be using Final Sacrifice to now build uh <laughs> Is some kind of double bill based around our takeaways. Yes. So now go. Over to me. <laughs> All right. So my double bill is going to be, yeah, focused on this, like, um, you know, they're, they're try there's a kid trying to like make good and like get some answers and they're kind of lost or whatever. And along comes this like shitty old timer who doesn't want to help is very adamant about like i'm not interested like you're not it's not worth getting involved or whatever and but in the end like the kid wins him over and like oh yeah i should i i gotta keep helping i'm i'm old and run down but like i gotta keep helping or whatever <laughs> um so for this definitely not expensive movie final sacrifice 1990 i'm i'm going to pair it with uh i guess it would be 1980 Yes, 1980s, The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> because uh, I, had the, I had this thought as a joke, and then I was like, okay, but no, I'll think of an actual movie. The haircuts alone The feels haircuts. Weird. 
yes, Canada is ten years behind everyone else. So oh, that's true. That what everything you see in the eighties is that's Canadian nineties. Oh, uh, that's great. I love that. <laughs> so you've got this like this kid who is an orphan for all intents and parents. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was an accident. All, I know, all intensive parents. All intents and purposes. Oh, you almost got me a spit take there. That's good. Sorry. Okay. Uh, uh, um, lives with, like, subrelatives of indeterminate, like, I guess, you know, you know. <laughs> So Troy is Luke in this in this case. Yep. Um, Bad haircut, annoying voice. Yeah, super annoying voice. <laughs> um, wants to get out of their like shitty town or whatever. Very ungrateful for their. <laughs> is constantly like, no, but like, what was my dad like? Or like, what what can I what what's out there? I yeah. want to get out of here, you know. And sort of the inciting incident a little bit is that he figures out that his dad was killed. Like hmm. this information comes to him and. He's like, oh, well, I gotta, you know, I have to avenge him or whatever. Like, I have to, I have to make this right. And so he goes about that by taking direction from this, like, hermit mentor. Um, <laughs> and the, the important... Both very gruff voices. Very gruff. Okay, but I'm not, I chose Empire because I'm thinking of Yoda specifically. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Okay, good. Yes. And the important thing about both mentors is that they are actually kind of responsible for what happened to the kid's family. Like, they went toe-to-toe oh, with yeah. the bad guys previously. They have history with the bad guys. And they've failed. They they suck. These mentors are just like sacks of shit. <laughs> and they can't deal with that, so they kind of retreat. They they disappear into the wilderness or whatever. Mm-hmm. Into this like jungle, essentially. And they're not coming out, they're just determined to like live out the rest of their lives and die there. Yep. And but then along comes this kid who like needs help. And they're like, No, I can't. You're no, no, I hate this. And then slowly they're just kinda like Ugh. <laughs> Fine. Ah, god damn it. Yeah, yeah, I should. And then you have Satoris, who I think would be a good Sith name, Darth Satoris. Yeah, that is a really good Sith name. Really cool. He's, got, then, he's putting on a real voice, too, so you yeah. fit in. Troy! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I can't, yeah, that's, yeah, I'm not joking. That sound you made is how, like, listeners, listen to this noise. Troy! That's how the guy's voice sounds. No word of a lie. Uh, um, so obviously overdubbed oh, all of it. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> so crazy. You can see his throat just, like, contorting it to do it. It hurts him to do it. Obviously hurts him to do it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that then he's wearing a long black coat at all times oh, yeah. and and there's that twist of the um the kid finds out that like oh no there's there's a double cross like the mm. the person you trusted actually in this case Darth Vader is his dad but like he was he was betrayed by you know there's there's like a twist yeah. in terms of who killed the father yeah yeah but mostly just like oh yeah crappy mentors and the idea that like no you can like have a kid come along and like boost you out of this weird depression you know i have to assume yoda's also an alcoholic like there's some weird swamp swamp juice still that he's yeah (laughs) he's got like swamp whiskey that he's yeah (laughs) distilling so who i yeah who do you map yoda onto specifically do you map him onto rouse dower oh yeah yeah. okay cool what was your good i was thinking pipper oh sure sure, for the hilarious voice but (laughs) no yeah uh, does pipper have like a I don't know that Pipper has a... No, um, I guess Pipper shows up in the same way that Obi-Wan does. I guess you could you could make the argument that chronologically Raz Darer is Obi-Wan and Pipper is Yoda, because Pipper talks yeah. super weird. 
<laughs> McGregor! McGregor! <laughs> yeah. Um, and he does try and, like, boot them out of his house. <laughs> but, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm going with. It's just like, uh, so the name of my double bill is going to be Cranky Mentors. Uh, yeah. That's great. I like so, that. <laughs> one of the more higher budget, high budget movies ever made to <laughs> possibly the least expensive movie ever made. And it, it is one of these things of like, Empire Strikes Back is an art film compared to... <laughs> oh, 1,000%. Yeah. Final Sacrifice. And I will put in this also little element of like... Yes, George Lucas had like a vision or whatever. He had he had this world building mapped out, but he was not great at the storytelling yeah. part. So in that in that sense, he d- he was like, oh shit, we got to figure out something for his dad. Um, so it was a little bit on the fly as well. That's right. But when yeah. you have money to smooth that over, it's kind of the two the two ends of that spectrum where like if you have enough money, you can make your vision come to life. If you have no money whatsoever, your vision is going to come through regardless because there's nothing to get in the way. Yeah, that's true. You just you, have to put your heart into it, damn it. It really is, okay, these are the limitations. What can I do to make yes, it come through as opposed to... great creative projects happen that way. Yeah, you're not getting distracted by all the shiny things. Totally, yeah. yeah. Nothing is shiny in the great in the final. No, it is all grime. Like it's not shot in sepia, but like, is it? It feels like they live in sepia. Yeah. Not that it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Good That's stuff. my double bill. Oh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go um, I'm gonna go in order of like scaling up so you can watch Final Sacrifice and then watch. Uh, Empire. Yeah, that's gonna feel like a real step down <laughs> going the other way. You are gonna not enjoy it. Uh, for once, it wasn't me bringing Star Wars into the conversation. I know. I thought you'd enjoy that. Thank you so much. <laughs> that's for you. That's a little that's present for yours. Uh, over to you. Over What's to my me? present for the week? This, uh, as I said, I'm dealing with the idea of legacy. <laughs> and to me, this is the most extreme pairing in terms of throwing it out there for entertainment what one might consider a trashy movie <laughs> in Final Sacrifice to the widest gulf to an artiest movie, but I'm going to <laughs> conjoin, is the word I wanted to say. Uh, I wanted to uh, double build this with uh, another movie that's about wandering through the wilderness to find oneself in rebirth and dealing with the past. Oh, God. Okay. A little movie from Jim Jarmusch called Dead Man. Oh, shit! Jim Jarmusch's nice. Dead Man from 1995. Great movie. Super great movie. Yes, possibly the widest gulf between like an intellectual approach to your <laughs> to your movie. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Dead Man is just it's it's a 18th century like revisionist anti westerny kind of maybe not anti western but revisionist western certainly. Sure. Yeah. I will talk about it at some point. I yeah the the labeling of westerns is a mm. is a hairy subject. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm not. Oh, no, that's okay. I, I, I've got the thing of like, I want to hear more on that, but. <laughs> for next for time. For the future. Yeah. For uh, maybe an episode we do on Dead Man. But it's about uh, Jonathan Depp wandering the, <laughs> the uh, North American wilderness, dealing with his estrangement from like Western society, kind yeah, of. Yeah, he just gets farther and farther away from Western society, or like, you know, quote unquote civilization. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of got this this guide in a uh, uh, character named Nobody, who's a First Nations man na- uh, named Gary Farmer, um, and it turns it is a buddy adventure basically. Like once they find each other, it turns into Nobody kind of just keeping his name as oh I should have written down his character's name, but Johnny Depp just keeping him alive in the wilderness. 
and uh, helping him. Sorry, his character's name is William Blake, right? William Blake, yes. Isn't that, yeah, and the, yeah. The named after the famous poet, is that right? So, buddy adventure that I would be, like you kind of came to yours as a bit of a joke, I would be lying if I didn't say the first thing that got me thinking of it was like, we're wandering around North America. (laughs) Literally just traipsing through the woods. Yeah. It is in the wilderness and you can't stop them from wandering around the wilderness. So yeah, labeling this as meandering in North American wilderness, resulting in a truth bestowed upon a duo. (laughs) (laughs) And that is as specific as we can get to link these duos. (laughs) So as I said, I'm getting real heady and I feel so stupid making these comparisons, but this is what I like, what I legit came to. (laughs) This is what we do with our time. They're ultimately both about the pursuit and uh, attempted understanding of uh, lost civilizations, basically. Okay. The Zeox is the last one. And, uh, First Nation civilizations in North America that were slowly getting absorbed or disappearing. Pushed out. Yeah. From, from like, quote-unquote Western, like, civilization. But yeah. we mean Western civilization. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dead Man feels like it's all about legacy to me in the, like, William Blake, like, he goes to this frontier town because he thinks he's got a job and then he doesn't have a job. And then he's like, well, what the hell do I then do? He's just I guess unmoored. I'll die. Yeah. Literally, I guess I'll just starve to death out here. Yeah. And Tough if not shit, for bud. nobody keeping him alive and getting him from one goalpost to the next. Arguably at like expense to nobody too. Oh, like he time. just doesn't have to do it. And he goes through a lot of shit. To... But, and nobody was like, I think, Oh, it's been a while since I've watched it, but, like, nobody, when he encounters William Blake, is, like, prepared to kill him, I think? Or, like, rob him? Something like that. But when he finds out that it's William Blake, he's like, oh, this is something... Like, he he is renewed to new purpose. Nobody is. That's true. Yeah, I don't remember how they met, but it is, like, once he finds out Blake's name, he's like, oh, like, the poet. And, oh, And William Blake is like, poet. who? Yeah. Yeah. He's never heard of him, and he's trying to figure but out... But it's very meaningful to nobody. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody is, like, estranged from his own civilization. Yeah. And so... Oh, shit, that's true, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah damn, yeah. that's such a good movie. <laughs> Let's go watch Dead Man right now! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Receding footsteps. So, uh, William Blake is Troy because he's annoying and lost, and nobody is Zap because he's cool and we like him. He has survival skills. He has, he has any skills. Yeah, he has a skill. Uh, and obviously there's no restoring of a lost civilization in general, but the idea of, like, rebirth through the individual comes through in, in both of these, I would say. That's true! <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, Is it true? Uh, it's true to me somehow. Then, somehow. then that's all you need. Yeah. I don't know why I like this, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could make the argument that, like, the civilization, like, they find the civilization that was there all along. Like, you get to, oh, I don't know if I it's like the, the Salish community, like, they get to the Pacific Northwest, yeah. and there's this, like, elaborate city, and, and there's so it's cool. just like, oh, this is where people were living all along. Yeah. And it's right under our, like, it's not It was far. there the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, literally other, like, white Western characters wander into the city. Lance Henriksen just wanders yeah. in. Yeah, <laughs> he just like, walks right up, yeah. It's like, not... Uh, it yeah. was there if you wanted to look for it. <laughs> oh. oh. All right, I'm sold. I'm sold. That's a great movie. And, yeah, they just do involve a lot of wandering around in the forest. And the idea of Legacy just made me think, too. I, I like the meta mm. context of this yes. thing. That it's... Uh, Robert Mitchum's last American movie oh, he's yeah, ever that's in. Right. Uh, and there's like Iggy Pop and John Hurt, Steve Buscemi, Billy Bob Thornton, Alfred Molina. It it's... is a wild cast. Yeah. 
for a for a movie that doesn't have a lot of people in it. Yeah, just every, packed with people. Every person is like, minute. oh, that guy. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely one of those movies. Yeah. yeah, which just makes me feel like, oh, this is just. It's the same thing of, oh, we're all just hanging out having a good time. Oh, yeah, they can tell everybody was like, I want that costume, and I want to wear this hat, and I'm going to be the one who smokes a pipe. Like, yeah, and Neil Young does the full soundtrack, and yes. it's just him sitting, I think he recorded he's sitting in a warehouse just watching the movie, and like, oh, this makes me feel like this. I'm gonna yeah, this he, did the, he did the soundtrack, like, concurrently. Didn't he have, like, a full 360? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was watching the movie on, like, screens surrounding him, so he could have this, like, yeah, yeah this very, like, immersed experience. experience, yeah. 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 So I'm going to call this... Dang, uh, that's really good. That's I'm going to really call good. this Double Bill Legacy's End. Ooh! Because <laughs> I'm leaning full into just being so <laughs> serious You're not wrong! This. You're not wrong! <laughs> uh, and I'm going to do uh, the Midnight Madness version of this, where you watch Dead Man to be like, Mmm, yes. Oh, and okay. Such. And then you watch Swindle Sacrifice to be like, Hee <laughs> synthesizers. <laughs> It's goofy. There's a chainsaw. <laughs> Honestly, Dead Man is such a fun movie to watch that I thought you were going to do the other way around. Like, that Midnight Madness would be, and now we go to the, like, trippy, you know... Oh, yeah. All I right. would, except I, f- I honestly feel that watching Final Sacrifice is going to, like, kneecap you into <laughs> your attention span's going to be all messed up. That's true. Your brain is going to be broken down to, like, the smallest possible <laughs> units of enjoyment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And it is just a... It's it's slow. It's very languid. Yeah, um, it's it, it is meandering. Like it's yeah, and yeah. it's I feel like it's that on purpose because it's yeah. very reflective. Yes, it's definitely the the higher level legacy yeah. thinks. <laughs> Dang, that's really good. Nice. Let's go oh. watch Dead Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> May everyone. <laughs> that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Two great double bills. Yeah, as always. Recommend all these movies. A little something called Empire Strikes Back, if you've ever heard of it. You may have heard of it. <laughs> uh, and okay. uh, if, if you can watch Final Sacrifice, just throw it on. Yeah, just do it. It's really funny. Like, especially if you're... Well, even if you are Canadian, it is just a real slice of, like, yeah. Canadiana. <laughs> yeah. As we would say in Canada, this is our CanCon episode. CanCon, yeah. yes, exactly. We have to meet certain quotas of Canadian content <laughs> in order to keep receiving federal funding, which we definitely don't receive. So why but are we we're buying that? for it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Gotta have our portfolio. Yeah. Uh, and if you didn't know we were Canadian before this episode, boy, do you know we're Canadian now. <laughs> you better know. Yeah, but speaking of uh, saying goodbye, let's uh, oh. say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Like I said at the top of this episode, you can find us at GarbagePod on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know uh, if you do check this out, this movie out. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, if you know of this movie already, let us know what you would uh, pair it up with. I would love to hear any and all ideas oh, for yeah. pairing with Final Sacrifice. It's just that kind of movie. Yeah, because yeah. also we watch it so often as a just thrown <laughs> in the background movie that we legit will pair yeah, it we'll with stuff. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Cool, Aaron. Where can uh, people find you? Oh, people could find me at Macklebase, um, M-A-C-L-E-B-A-S-S. Wonderful, Ta-da. and you can find me individually at Dick R. Navis, D-I-C-K-R-N-A-V-I-S. I spelled it there for the first. Thought time. you were gonna say Navis. All right. <laughs> Keep mixing it up for you. Um, and uh, if you feel so inclined, throw us a review on your podcast player of choice. Help more people find the shoe. Yeah. And I hope you will join us next time for another pile of garbage. Thanks, Zane.
Zap Rosdar. <laughs>